0: on Living in the Pages, I speak with Erin Spencer. There's so much to talk about. She's an actor, an award-winning narrator, and now she's added novelist to the list. I know you'll enjoy hearing more about her. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Willow. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you said Yes. (laughs) excited to be here. Congratulations on your recent
1: debut novel. Thank you. Yeah, it is The Yes Factor. So I guess saying yes is my M.O. these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So The Yes Factor came out June 30th and um, I co-wrote it with my friend Emma Sable mm-hmm. who lives in London and I'm in L.A. So Crazy. Yeah. How did all that happen? Um, Basically, uh, I had an idea for a book. So I'm an audiobook narrator. Mm-hmm. and Love your work. I guess. as my pseudonym is, is Ava Erickson. And so Ava is pretty well known in the romance world. And Aaron is well known in the kind of YA and fiction world. So, you know, those... Two things are separate. <laughs> so, I my point is, I read a lot, and I'm involved in books a lot. I'm probably reading a hundred books a year, you know, if not mm-hmm. m- more. So, there was that moment where I was like, I have an idea for a book. I should just write it. Yes. I mean, I'm reading enough books. I know something about story structure and what makes a book interesting. And so, let me just try it. And Emma was at my house. A few summers ago, and I was telling her about this idea, and she was says, "I want to write this book with you." Nice. Now neither one of us had written a book before, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we both were sort of taking a leap of faith with each other. But she was excited about the story, and um, so we started. And honestly, we had so much fun writing it. We laughed constantly. Um, it was just so much fun that we we were like, well, if this is a good process, we'll do it again. Yeah, And if it's not fun, we won't do it again. So we really kind of did it for our own entertainment at the end of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how does it work with her living in London and you living
1: in LA? Basically, I wrote the first chapter and then she went through and kind of because we were writing two POVs, mm-hmm. so we sort of gave each other permission to adjust each other's dialogue that was in the other's POV. You know, like, ah, eh, you know, my character wouldn't say that, so let me just tweak it a little bit. So we didn't really edit each other's work, but we made slight changes. We gave each other permission to do that. And then I just bounced the chapter to her, and she would write a chapter and bounce it to me, and I'd make changes. And the cool thing was it was kind of like one of those write your own adventure Mm -hmm. stories for your, (laughs) like, you kind of know where it's going to go, but you don't exactly know where it's going to go because she would say something or write something about the friendship backstory that would kind of take it, you know, in a new way or deepen the relationship. So it was actually super exciting to get the chapters back and see what happened.
0: That's so fun. So you were surprised along the way and how many times did it take you in a direction you really didn't see coming? And yeah. were there
1: any that you were like, hold up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there was about three quarters of the way into the book, there had been a sort of a side or sub-character that had been introduced. And I think Emma had that, that character in one of her chapters and it kind of took off, right? So I was like, "Oh, okay, let's do something with this." We ended up writing like three or four chapters that ended up being about this side character. And I think at some point, maybe after we finished the book and we were rereading it, and I was like, "Wait a second. Like a third of this book got derailed by this <laughs> character. We can't this is this is not even about the book, but we had so much fun with her that she took on a life of her own and she took over the book. So we ended up cutting like, I don't know, 10,000, 12,000, some odd words. That always hurts so bad. It hurt. Oh my gosh. It was just like (laughs) devastating because we kind of had to refill, right? What what are we going to do with this Mm -hmm. space? So we kind of decided that we were, you know, we didn't delete, we just cut and moved her into a file and she can have her own story. I was going to say, is she going to be in the next book? She is going to be in the next Good. book. And we are going to make her a bigger character so she can have more of a voice because she obviously wanted one.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I wondered how your narrating experience worked while writing. Like, Did you read parts out loud or uh-huh. did that play a part?
1: Yes. I feel like... I mean, one thing I noticed, and I noticed this even for books I'm working on, the ultimate editing is when you read something out loud. So true. So, like, if I'm working on another author's audiobook or, you know, reading their audiobook for them, I will always find a couple of mistakes. Even if they've had it professionally edited, which most everybody does. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm working for a big pub like Penguin Random House or Macmillan. I'll find a couple of mistakes and that's just the nature of reading something out loud and you go ah eh, that doesn't fall off the tongue right or you know you just you hear it you see it and it's it's different because we're reading every single word on the page mm. when you're reading something with your eyes especially when you've authored it yourself you right. start to skim because you you know it already mm-hmm um and or you're just trying to review it for story purposes and even an editor is reading is just reading it with their eyes True. and starts to skim so i did read things out loud um one for editing purposes and two for dialogue and conversationalism just to make sure that the dialogue really flowed mm-hmm. and felt natural to me so you know as an actor that was really important to me Um, And I feel like at the end of the day, I felt like my writing, I I was strong with my dialogue and Emma was strong with dialogue as well. But also she was really good about sort of building environment. (sighs) So between the two of us, um, you know, we had we had we we built each other up.
0: That's great. I love to hear of fun co-writing experiences. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you have any muses for these characters and did you relate to one more than the other?
1: Yeah, you know, the book was inspired by a good friend of mine and her sort of dating hijinks being <laughs> in her late 30s, early 40s, being a single mom, sort of, you know, second chance romance. It was inspired by her. Now, everything was bigger and more embellished, right? Because right. you just want it to be funnier. And so sometimes these things, like if you make them too true, then they're just sad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so you kind of have to, like, just, you know, build them up in a way to make them funnier. So like, you know, really combined like three dates into one. Some of these things were based on, like my my own life. and and really, the the truth is the yes factor. Came about because back when I was single, I was sitting at a bar, but I was with a girlfriend, and she was like, "Aaron, you've got to get back out there. Like, why you just saying no to everybody? I think <laughs> I think you need to just start saying yes to every single person that asks you out." And it's their lucky day. Like, they don't know it, but you're going to say yes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And literally that night, I got asked out on a date, and she kind of looked at me and was like, okay, you know, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that started um, me dating again after, you know, sitting on my couch wallowing for a long time. And really, I had a lot of fun with it. Aww. So I'm married now so I guess you know those times are over. The difference in with like my life in the book was there was no apps. Yeah, okay. So I had to explore and Emma did too. We had to sort of explore, you know, this dating in your 40s on apps right. and so you know, the whole phone new world. It's a whole new world, and and I think it's really challenging. So, you know, inspirations came from everywhere. It's a really
0: fun story. Well, congratulations. Thank
1: you. Thanks.
0: I'd love to talk about your narrating as well, if you're up for that. You've been doing that for so long, right? Yeah.
1: uh I've been a narrator for, mm, I guess, Eight years or so, I started really as an actor when I moved to LA. I moved here as an actor. And like a lot of actors, I wanted to be an actor and not a waiter or a personal trainer or whatever. So I started thinking about ways to diversify my talents and therefore my income. And a friend of mine from high school narrated Fifty Shades of Grey which we all know. (laughs) And it was one of those moments where I was like, you know what, if she can do this, I can do this. And I talked to her about it and I ended up taking a class and I made a demo and uh, I put it up and I got a job within like 24 hours. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm not ready. But, you know, I jumped right into the deep end and, and did a book. And since then I've done, I don't know, probably... 400 audiobooks. Wow! Yeah. So romance took off on its own path Mm -hmm. of being a romance narrator, I would say probably six years ago. And that's when I came up with the pseudonym. I think there's a couple of romance books that I did as Aaron Spencer just not really knowing that i was going to go down this totally different path of romance which is its own world its own fans yep. and is really fairly indie author driven mm-hmm. so those relationships kind of you know just built over time which is also why i started my own audiobook production company one night stand studios nice because i was working with so many indie authors And seeing the need and the desire to turn their books into audiobooks, but not really knowing how to do that, Mm -hmm. I've found that audio is something people want. They just don't know how to step into it. And a lot of authors know about ACX, and that's one way to do it. But that is kind of the wild west, and almost so big that it's it's scary and. That you can get a great product, but sometimes you don't. So I found indie authors, especially in romance, wanted a more dependable way to get their books into audio without having to do it all themselves. Are you loving
0: having your own business and the freedom to run it how you want to run it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I felt like it was such a natural progression for me because Being a narrator, but I'm also a freelance director for Penguin Random House Audio. I just worked on Jane Fonda's book, which was released two weeks ago. So getting to work with everything from celebrities to brand new narrators and, you know, coaching them through audiobooks. And then working with authors. And I've worked as a co-producer on some stuff at Random House. I've just been in so many aspects of audio that there was no other choice but to open my own production company. It just made tons of sense. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, writing my own book was so interesting because now I'm the author. <laughs> <laughs> it really gave me a, a real appreciation and respect for authors that are able to just give their book over to me as a producer Mm. and, you know, we give it to the narrators and for trusting the narrators with this book that they have spent weeks, months, years working on. Yeah. You know, the author's not sitting in the booth with the narrator going, well, I heard it like this. Or (laughs) You know, Jane would have been more snarky when she said that line. You're kind of trusting this actor to make these choices that you've spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. So being in that double position of, you know, authoring and narrating and sort of seeing that and and feeling that was really cool and and took my respect for authors to a new level. I
0: love hearing that perspective. What's a typical day look like for you now that you're writing and <sighs> running this business and narrating?
1: Yeah. So a typical day is, so I have 22-month-old twin girls. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) That's like a whole other full-time job. You know, I get up with the girls in the morning and we do our morning stuff. And then we did not have a nanny because of COVID for months, for six months. So my husband and I were just passing the baton all day and you know working our schedule and i was trying to cram a full time job into a couple of days a week it was just really hard mm-hmm. so 2 weeks ago we hired a nanny and it's going great and now i feel like i have all this time i also have a team i have a post production team for my business and i have a production coordinator and you know a finance person so i don't do everything but you know it's a lot of emails mm-hmm. and then I usually get in the booth. I try and do two finished hours a day. So if I'm working on an audiobook as a narrator, I try and work a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the afternoon. And then as far as writing, I just actually started my own book oh. about a week, two weeks ago. So I, I was like, now that I have this nanny, I have a little extra time. And I'm not one to relax, apparently. <laughs> I was
0: going to say. <laughs> You don't
1: want to just chill for a minute. I'm rest. right. I can't just chill for a minute or like go exercise or go get a coffee. I don't even drink coffee, but whatever. I was like, I have an idea for a book. And I was actually talking to Kim Holden.
0: I adore her.
1: Yes. We went on vacation for like five days and I read Bright Side. Mm-hmm. And after I read Brightside. I thought, you know, I've got another book idea in me that sort of were inspired by Brightside and inspired by Marnie Mann. Mm-hmm. So those kind of genres that are a little, you know, there's some sadness and there's some real real angst going yes. on. So I was like, I've got one of those books. Let me start it. So I did. Do it. <laughs> Feel the angst just hearing you say yeah, there's names. <laughs> yeah. I, I produced um Kim's book The Other Side in Audio, which was a multicast. I think we had ten narrators on it, and that was released a few months ago. And then I've produced a couple of Marnie's past books. So I'm I'm familiar with, with them and I, I love both of them as people, and mm. and I love their work. And, Same. So, yeah, it's a new direction, totally different than The Yes Factor. And The Yes Factor is going to have a book, too. It's going to be really more Liv's POV. And we're working on that now. So how exciting. I have no idea how I fit all, everything in. I just, I have no idea. <laughs> You're pulling it off. I'm pulling it off. I stay really focused. I try not to go on social media. Like my office hours really have to be office hours. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can't get anything done. And honestly, I think I'm more productive since I had the twins mm-hmm. because my time is so limited. And when I'm with them, I can't be working at the same time. Right. It's just not possible. Yeah. So they they get 100% of my attention. So when I'm working, my work gets 100% of my attention too. You're
0: probably healthier in every way because of it too.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes. We're, we're all doing our best.
0: Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Oh, God, this is not going to go well. I cannot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go-to beverage. Mini Coke.
1: Oh, show your binging. Oh, I'm really into The Vow about about this like cult oh, thing. Okay. I'm into that. I, I could actually list tons of shows. So <laughs> it's COVID times. I mean, yes. what else is
0: there to do? <laughs> Fill in the blank. This time next year, I will
1: be. I will be in the same place, probably sitting inside my booth, talking into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Girl Crush. Selma Blair. Nice. I worked with her. Really? I directed her on an audiobook. Fun. And she was awesome. She is cooler in person than she is, you know, on social media or whatever. And she's cool on social media too. I'm yeah. I'm obsessed with Selma Blair. She's just awesome. Last book you narrated. I finished a little novella. Okay. It was it's called Halfway Holiday by Terry Maggart, cool. who is such a talented writer. I can't believe he's not picked up in a bestseller by a huge pub. Oh, okay. And I read so many yeah, books. I worst, bet. Worst book you never No. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. Do you know why? That's a really funny question because I and I won't answer it specifically, but <laughs> there is one book and it's erotica. Oh. And I agreed to doing it without really looking it over first. And so I just started. (laughs) And there was a couple of narrators on it. And I had actually seen one of the narrators the day before. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Aaron, I couldn't do that book. I couldn't do it. (laughs) And I was like, really? And I thought, he's just being kind of diva-ish. No, it it can't be that bad. So I started. It was so bad not only was it like poorly written and just poorly edited but like the content i felt like it was just like porn oh it was horrible so i (laughs) i it was too late to back out because i sort of waited to the last minute to start it you know like the deadline was days away yeah and i'm like listen guys i'll do this book but it has to be under a different name so there is one book in the world that is narrated by me (laughs) It's my voice, but it's a totally random name. And I always say, if anybody finds it and they, like, PM me on Facebook, I will give them a prize of some yes. sort. <laughs> Narrated by Flossie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: time for us to sing a song. Yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. I, w- I love you for just saying yes. Well, I listened to your podcast. I knew this was coming. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you would be surprised how many don't, and they're
1: like, what? I, I went through, and I listened to tons of authors, and oh. I literally, like some of them, I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I just went to the end to listen
0: to the thing. <laughs> well, speaking of Marnie Mann's, Hers Remains, one of my top favorite songs <laughs> ever. I can't, I
1: did listen to it. What was the song? I forgot.
0: I don't even remember the song, but we laughed until we cried and oh, God. for days after, I would just go listen to the song again to have that laugh. It was, well, it was so funny, <laughs> I
1: can't remember who it was, but somebody did Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Yes, Emma Scott. And, <laughs> Emma Scott. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I kind of, like, I could do that, too. Like, Emma and I could do it together. Because I know those lyrics off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> well, for you, I was kind of thinking... I had the time of my life.
1: Uh from Dirty Dancing. I yeah, I know that. That's good. Um, I was also thinking I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt.
0: Oh, no, I can never resist that one.
1: That's a great song. Oh man. Yeah, you uh, got me with that one. The listeners gotta get out their box of Kleenex. Yes. This one. Yes. Serious. Uh oh, and this one is actually in The Yes Factor. I Can't Make You Love Me? Mm-hmm. Oh. There's a moment when the girls are driving in the car uh-huh. and Liv is just like thinking about, you know, her, her marriage falling apart and she puts this song on.
0: It's a must then. We have to do it. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, what key do we do this? Let's in? do it in the key of winging it. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh. Turn down the lights Turn down the bed Turn down these voices Inside my head Lay down with me Tell me no lies Just hold me close don't patronize. Don't patronize me. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Got it low. Sorry. Cause, Cause I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something it, it won't. Here in the (laughs) dark, these (laughs) these final hours, I will lay down my heart, and I'll feel the power. But you won't. No, you won't. 'Cause I can't make you love me. If
1: you don't. Everybody's crying now. I love that song so <laughs> it's much. Oh, so good. Like, that is a Windows roll down. Yeah. Just having one of those days. Mm-hmm. Blare it out, so sing it good. out kind of songs.
0: Well, Erin, you have been so much fun. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me. This was really exciting. Thank I love it. Thank
0: you for doing this. <laughs> And I can't wait to see what you do next. Yes. Okay, I'll keep you posted. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, Erin. It was so fun to talk with you. And thanks, everyone, for listening.